Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes and routines they just can't get to work. Sadly, today, uh, producer Joel cannot be with us as he is hes a busy little bee, flying around, pollinating other podcasts. <laughs> I don't know what I'm on about. Uh, so he's not here, so I'm just going to do one on my own, uh, but I'll keep it nice and brief. Uh, last week, amazing show uh, with Milton Jones. Milton Jones! Uh, brilliant. Just loads of great feedback, but lots of people enjoying it. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to it. A very good episode for joke geeks. Um, loads of feedback, but I, I've just I've got to do this nice and quick and sharp. So the most recent feedback, um, where is it? Oh uh, yeah, someone tweeted today. Uh, so I was talking to Milton about a joke where I said about um, I've got weird genitals, and I went to the doctor. And uh, asked him to check my testicles. Uh, first he checked the right and then left and didn't come back. That was the original joke. Um, and then uh, one one of the times I tried it, I forgot where the joke was going. So I just said I got weird genitals and the audience laughed. So that actually got a bigger laugh than the joke did. So we were chatting about that. And uh, David Hughes um, says, Ashamed to admit that even though the joke landed on me... Mm, I still found I've got weird genitals way funnier. So I think I think that's going to go into my show. I'm just going to tell the audience I've got weird genitals. So if you come and see my show in Edinburgh this year, look forward to that. Um, so f- thank you again to Milton uh, for coming on, cracking stuff. Uh, I just did recorded a live podcast with Gary Delaney, which was equally as great joke geeky wise. It doesn't even make sense as a sentence, I don't think. Um, and that'll be out in a couple of weeks. Um, what else? Live shows. I'm doing a live show in London uh, next week, the 5th of December at the Bill Murray pub. Uh, and my guest, at the moment I've got one guest. Not sure if I'm going to have two. Uh, but at the moment it's Gareth Richards. Uh, brilliant joke writer. Uh, Edinburgh Comedy Award newcomer nominee. Um, he's been on House Good News, Frank Skinner's radio show, loads of stuff like that. So he's a great guest. Uh, so get your tickets at uh, MarkSimmons.co.uk or go straight to the uh, Bill Murray uh, Angel Comedy website. Um, look forward to seeing you there. Sorry, babbling on. Let's crack on, crack on, crack on. 
This week we've got Ed Byrne. Yes. That was what Joel would say. He goes, yes. Uh, so Ed Byrne, um, excellent. I'll just listen back to it. Really good episode. Uh, thank you to Ed for coming on. Uh, and he'd just driven, when we recorded it, it was just before one of his tour shows, and he'd just driven back from Leeds, and the, the poor bloke looked knackered, and he still did the podcast, and you wouldn't even be able to tell. What a nice man. Um, so thanks to Ed. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Hashtag a wooga. So, so with the tour now, so this is, so your tour's locked in now, so all the stuff you don't, you're not sort of adding anything now, are you? Oh, like I, new am. Bits and pieces? Still, I still am. Oh, and, do you? And, but I'm still touring with a support act at the moment, and that'll be up until the end of the year. Oh, okay. I always have the sort of just, it's just like having the sort of training wheels on. Yeah. Just to make sure that the audience gets a, gets, gets a full show. Yeah. Yeah, I just bring a support act as well. I mean, as it is, the my my stuff comes to a good hour 20 anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but then you just have a support act doing 25 as well. Oh, so wow. Just make sure you just give good value. And then by then, uh, next year, it's just me on my own. So what's that, 245? Two sets of 45, yeah. Uh, well, that's what Rob Beckett did, actually, with me. I supported him mm-hmm. for a little while on his first little bit, and now he's off on his own doing two, I guess, 245. Yeah. Yeah, that, I just find that that's, uh, it just works, uh, it works better. Ah, uh, nice. And now I, so I've already, I've got, I've reached a point now where I will occasionally, like I'll actually, there's a bit that I'll just, there's a sort of five, ten minute bit that I'll, I'll either put in or leave out, depending right. on how the night's going. Ah, uh, okay, because you're, you're not... Just because if I can feel that the audience, um, it's the energy, because the, the first half is 45 minutes, I do 15 at the top. Yeah. And then Paul ah, you do it that way. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I just so you break it up, you know. So I do fifteen at the top, then I stick Paul on for twenty-five, and then uh, there's a break, and then I'll do an hour five. Yeah, you know. But sometimes it can go up to an hour fifteen. Okay. Sometimes it's about you know, it's never never less than an hour. Yeah, yeah. But just if I can feel like it, the room is too hot, or Friday night, you know, yourself. A lot of time, audience can just be that bit more tired. If I can feel that. You know, I'm not going to get an hour 15 out of these people. There's certain bits I'll just trim off. Ah, uh, okay. And they're, are there they're bits that you, you're not quite happy with yet? or They're just, just the bits that... Well, no, it's actually a bit that I love. It's actually one of my favourite bits, but it's just the bit that's probably the most verbose. It's a kind of a nerdy bit. It's about, it's about men's rights activists and their backlash against women in action films. Okay. About how they hate Star Wars and Captain Marvel and all that. Cause, yeah. Because women are beating up men and they feel it's unrealistic, <laughs> you know, in science fiction. In Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's a whole bit about that and, you know, the Ghostbusters remake and Mad Max Fury Road and all that and, and, uh, and yeah. that, that anger. Mm. And it's one of those, it's, it's, it's the one bit of the show where I really feel like I'm talking about something that I care about and the audience doesn't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite niche, I suppose. In certain, exactly. I mean, Star Wars is quite broad, but still some people that but, don't know. Yeah, but the MRA backlash against it is not something that's on most <laughs> yeah, people's I mean, minds. I didn't. You know, you walk the streets of Bedworth and ask people if they're bothered by it and they're really not. <laughs> so you just get to the bit and you go, eh, I think I'll just skip on to the uh, next bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Have you got any bits from this year's tour that you uh, you you just couldn't get to work that you that you, um, that, you that you liked? I had a joke that I thought was funny, which again was quite a nerdy thing. Which was here's my impression of uh, a, a scriptwriter on a Marvel show on Netflix. Uh, here's those seven scripts you asked for. Oh no, we asked for ten scripts. Oh, give me an hour. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was just, the point is that those shows are underwritten, essentially. But uh, a lot of people, again, just not that aware of that. So that was one of the, okay. Oh, well. Yeah, that was a joke that worked exactly half the time. Are you, are you really into that stuff? Like Marvel and, and science fiction I, a, a, and stuff? A bit. I'm not massively... Like, I do have a joke about it in the show about the fact that my kids are really obsessed with it, even though they haven't seen any of the films because they're too young to watch the films. So it's the toys, is it? So, but they know who everyone is and what the special powers are, and they're right across the whole thing, but they haven't seen any of the films. They're the complete opposite of me. I watch the films, but in the wrong order... Don't know who the fuck anyone is. <laughs> I find myself. I kept doing that thing of watching them, but having missed one. You know, yeah. like I went to see Avengers: Age of Ultron, having not seen Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going, but it's like, how do you on? know? Like, or Winter I, Soldier. That's that's the point. The Winter Soldier, Civil War, whichever one it was that I should have seen, it was key. But like in the old days, you get number one, number two, number three, number four. So you you know what you've seen and what you haven't, and what well, order. I, yeah, and I knew, well, I knew what order they were going, and I knew that I'd missed the the show. But right. I just didn't realize that the Captain America films had become such keystone yeah, plot yeah. wise in the Avengers yeah. overall. Yeah, it took me a while to watch the Captain America one because I thought, oh, oh, God, who cares about Captain America? And then it's only now uh, me and my wife are watching them all in order. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, that's right. Oh, that's Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot of the, I mean, I know they're not strong in emotional content, but I go, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's why he was so defensive of the Winter Soldier because that's the bloke from the first film which I just completely forgot you're almost watching Marvel like Star Wars you're watching the middle ones first yeah. and then going back and watching the first ones yeah oh brilliant so yeah so that just didn't hit really yeah just yeah, it, 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 was a, it, it was an odd one but uh, most of it most of it, is, it, it as, it's, as, it's, as it's written this one has, has taken me less time to write I, although I started writing it much earlier I started going down to the open mic nights. Oh, yeah. Where, no, did, where did you no, go? This time last year, like November last year, I started oh. going down, you know, to get ready for Edinburgh in mm. August. So Where do you go? I go to Old Rope. Oh, nice, yeah. And I, normally I go to the King's Head. I didn't really go to the King's Head this time around. You know, I haven't done King's Head for ages, but mm. I've just moved near Crouch End, so I, I yeah. messaged Peter earlier just to go and try some bits. And But I've just, yeah, I'm, I'm quite, that was where I did my first gig, right. the, uh, downstairs at King's Head. So, yeah, one, one of my earliest gigs. Yeah, but I did uh, a lot of, um, lot of, lot of just booked myself in for a trolley load of previews, and just got to Edinburgh Fringe with a really solid show. And this is the, this is the first time I got one. I know I shouldn't care about these things, yeah. especially not at my age and just <laughs> standing in the community. But it was this is the first time that I made the list of the. British Comedy Guide top twenty most well reviewed shows oh, at the amazing. fringe. I've never made that list before. Really? I mean, yeah. I, if they were ma- if they'd been doing that list back in the nineties when yeah. I was you know in me early mm. you know had that new comedian smell and you could attract <laughs> that extra star or two even you know because you were new, I would have would have gotten in back then. But not since then. Would so it means even more now. It. Yeah, That's I feel great. like um, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's doing me any favors when they're when they're giving me a four or a five star. So, so, so do you uh, think that is the? Gratifying. Do you think that is the starting early? Just starting early and yeah, having I more think that's time. Part of it. Or do you and, think and it's weird because some of the biggest laughs in the show are jokes I really hesitated to put in, things that happened at home, things that my wife said or my kids said or something like that that I just thought. I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but <laughs> an audience aren't going to think it's funny. I mean. 
in like one of the sort of early on workshopping gigs, it was going, oh, fuck it, I'll try it, I'll toss it in. And it would, it'd be the biggest laugh. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of tales about, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want the show to be to kids say the funniest things. Yeah. But it's hard to get the angle of how to say those bits. Yeah. I suppose. It's twee and it just feels like, well, you didn't even write that joke. You're just reporting on something your kid said. <laughs> but they get, they both... Yeah, such big laughs. So I think- now have to pay the kids a pound a gig. <laughs> Each of them have got has got a joke in the show. So do they know that? How old are they? They're seven and eight. They can't watch the shows. No, but. Um, but I gave put them, it in I a gave, first, at first I gave them 20 quid each and that was it and then my wife stepped in as their agent <laughs> going no you should haggle for more than that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be getting a buyout you should be getting a pay pay per play you should be getting PRS on this joke she so, should be your agent yeah so, yeah, so then I, get, I come home and give them their between four and six pounds per week depending on how many gigs I did that week oh that's brilliant do you think that's a lot to do with the truth it, the fact that it's something that actually like because with your stuff is it always is anything just just made up because with my stuff I do one liner so it's all it's just most of it is pretty made up but is your stuff always kind of my, my mine's generally really I try and base it in the truth as much as I possibly can yeah that's, that's a sort of a deal I made myself about 10 years ago maybe more but I just decided I wouldn't like back in the 90s I would just do anything that would get a laugh I remember distinctly I had a routine about hating kids and just did the whole thing about and how evil kids are and <laughs> talking about kids pulling their wings off flies and all that. And I never hated kids. I used, no. to, I used to work as a babysitter when I was a teenager. Right. I've, oh, I'm one of those suckers for a baby, you know. <laughs> if I'm at a party and there's kids there, I would more likely play with them than talk to the adults. Mm. But it was just always... But hating just, kids is a funnier angle. Hating kids is a funny angle. Yeah. Um, and I just wouldn't do that now. I would find some way to... Do you think the audience could tell then, or or I don't think not really. I don't really, I mean, we're talking about playing clubs, and, and yeah. that's the other big thing. There's a, the difference between being a club comic and a, and a touring comic, and the the luxury I think you have as a touring comic is that audiences will kind of go a little bit further with you on a subject because they might actually care what you think. Right. When you're just another mm. you know, person getting up at a comedy club. Yeah. You're just another one on the conveyor belt. They don't, they don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah. Just want jokes, just mate. Just needs to be tight as jokes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't really think about it as, to the same extent. Do you find that weird to go back into clubs then? Do you, or, or because you're known now, does that that help? Being known does does help. Yeah, them, yeah. You know. I mean, it, it, it buys you, only buys you time. People, if, you're, if you get up there and then your jokes aren't funny, you know, if your Netflix joke isn't flying, you've got to cut it. <laughs> no one's going to give you anything for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think so? Because you've written a lot of shows now. Are you, with the writing, do you think for, from the like thinking of an idea and then trying it, is your hit rate better than it used to be? Does, like, have you got better every year with that sort of thing, I or does it still take so, a while? But it's still startling how how difficult it is to predict. Yeah, and you'll know yourself when you have conversations with comedians mm. who've known it, you know, for years, and you'll go, "Yeah, I'm thinking of doing this," and you'll tell them the joke, and they'll nod and go. Yeah, let me, let me know if that works Because you can't tell <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah You cannot tell until you get up in front of an audience and try it Yeah Whether the joke will work or not Yeah And it, and then sometimes it's not the punchline that gets the laugh Sometimes it's the setup that gets the laugh And you end up even dropping the punchline <laughs> And just making the thing as an observation I did have it, there was a bit now I wish I could think of it That I thought was funny That just, I tried two or three times And it just didn't It just didn't fly You've I'm got gonna, the classic notes in your I'm phone gonna, I've gotten the uh, notes on my phone that's also, this has made a massive difference is having a phone. 
Yeah. It's having the ability to make, because so often you'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll remember that, and then you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking at it now, it really wasn't funny. <laughs> but I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to, it was to do with um, high definition TV. Right. And the fact that you, you, I'm always having to check settings, you know, the way some, sometimes it looks like a Spanish soap opera or, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's all to do with refreshment rate. There's so many other settings that you've got to change right, to okay. make sure that you're right. And if anything, all this, all this extra definition is actually yeah. making me less certain. So it's a pun on the word definition, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> no. It just didn't work. Yeah. I had one uh, that I, when I wrote it, I thought it's gold and mm. it, it, has, it gets nothing. Yeah. And I think maybe they see it. It's, um, someone said to me, between Manchester and London, what's your favourite city? I said, Birmingham. Right. Right. Okay. And I thought, well, that's just, obviously that's just a good joke. Mm. It doesn't work. And I don't know whether they think they just think straight away. He means between but, yeah. somewhere on the way from one to the other. Yeah. As opposed to Cause, picking the... Because yeah. so, you could change it to... Um, someone said to me... You can um, imagine an audience maybe going, oh, he meant that. Sorry, that's it's not funny, is it? That's yeah, the thing. Know? That's <laughs> the thing. Like, they don't think that you, it's been a lead away. They think yeah, they've yeah. just made a misunderstanding. Yeah. They've just made a mistake. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, the, the, uh, the reveal just isn't isn't big enough I, I think to, to get a pop because it's not funny it's just word, <laughs> it's just clever wordplay if they buy into it yeah yeah hey, I have another one that I, I I did think was would would work that didn't which was to do with a friend of mine who'd who'd messed up you know he'd been on, he'd been caught he'd been unfaithful so his, his, his relationship uh, okay. took a hit yeah but now his wife tracks him in all kinds of different ways <laughs> like she's got like the tile app on her phone knows where his keys are but, and, the, oh, and, really? the, and the car, the on-call thing, so she knows where the car is. And to do the find my iPhone thing, so she knows where his phone is. She knows where he is, where all this stuff is at all the time. And you told me about it, and I'm like, wow, your wife knows how to work all that? Mine, mine doesn't understand the thermostat, which just didn't work. And I'm not sure if it wasn't enough of a, again, not enough of a, a lead away, not an ex- unexpected enough, yeah. or if it just sounds too sexist. But my wife yeah. genuinely isn't technical it's all there is I mean, she's a very so intelligent woman in a lot of ways but she just as far as I was concerned I'm just making a joke about my wife but I think it might just come across like I'm having a go you maybe know, yeah cause, her indoors cause the, yeah because the thing is like because I don't think it's, I don't know is that because I, I don't think that is a thing with women and technology it's like it's an age thing isn't it so for me if I was doing that it would be my mum was tracking me and I'm yeah, surprised right. she knows how because she's older and she doesn't know how to use that sort of stuff but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't know you could do that. Whether you were saying that, I was thinking, no, I should just do it at his house then. So she'll see it at his house. Won't know who's with him. I mean, well, I can. I had to. I had to tell my wife once. I said, "Are you aware that I know where the car is? Because I feel like it's intrusive that I." I re- yeah. We've got uh, Volvo on call. That's it's called, and so oh, I right. didn't know. Mm. And I just, I just felt I should just let her know. I, just, just, I don't want you to think that I've set it up. It's oh just, yeah, she suddenly found out that, and you hadn't said to her. But no, no, I said yeah. it to her out of nowhere. I just said, I just want you to know that I know where your car is. At all, all the times. times. So just because I don't I'm following you. Ah, that's brilliant. Uh, so, so that stuff well, that was that was when you're doing old rope and stuff. Like that was when you were yeah, working yeah. And all you these. Just, and it is, it is a great thing. I think that's been a major difference. I know it's, if any aspect of technology has changed my life, because I'm very undisciplined and I will lie in bed and I'll have an idea and I'll go, I must remember that tomorrow. And then I don't. Uh, yeah. 
and even if you keep a notepad by the bed, the fact that you have to get up and you have to. Fact, in fact, you have to turn on the light yes. and disturb your yeah. partner. But my, my also gaff- is an issue. My girlfriend still gets annoyed with the phone because oh. the light comes on the yeah, phone. I know, but you, you, you can't yeah. get it like that. But I find driving... It's not fair. What do you do when you come up with... Oh, do you drive? I do drive, yeah. So what... Because I find that hard when I come up with an idea and I drive. You ideas while you're driving. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm like... I just have to keep going over the idea constantly until I get a services. Right, yeah, yeah. So I don't forget it. The amount of times I've lost... Well, I say gold, probably wasn't, but... You I'll think. come up with it when I'm running. I'll come up with a few when I'm running because that's, you, you, you know, your mind will wander a bit. Yeah. yeah. I find after a gig, the adrenaline, but I guess the running thing is the same sort of thing. The adrenaline, mm. when I'm driving home, I tend to come up with ideas more. I think that might be what it is. Your heightened senses. No, I senses. don't really. I have to say, when I'm driving, it's not a time when stuff comes to me. No. Maybe it's because I'm concentrating on driving <laughs> oh, because no. there are other Ed- people's lives at stake. Edit, edit this out, Joel. <laughs> edit, edit this out. It may, making me look bad. <laughs> Uh, so how many times would you try an idea like sometimes you just go no that was stupid to even think that was funny or sometimes yeah sometimes I will just try it once and it just will not fly Mm. and sometimes I'll give it the the, the three the three times three times okay yeah but uh yeah but sometimes it can it's 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 it's, do you know what I had a joke and it and it was working great and then I took it to the fringe and it stopped working, and I couldn't figure out why. Ah, and wicked. I went back to the, a recording of, the, of a gig I had done mm. to just check it, and it was the wording, and I changed the wording, and it worked again. By accident? It was just one of, yeah, it was one of those yeah. things. That, in my head, it didn't make any difference, but for some reason, it was a bit... Can you remember what it was? Yeah. It's a, it's a joke in, in, in this show about... It's a, it's, it's, about, it's a thing about skills that have come with age and mm. the little things in life, the small victories in life. Yeah, uh, and for, for instance, the fact that uh, I've, I'm very happy that 47, I've finally uh, been able to, I've, re- I've developed the skill where I can recognise when a cramp is going to happen and stop it before it does. <laughs> you know, and then there's this whole mime of jumping out of bed, going, "Not today, motherfucker!" <laughs> and uh, and it just stopped working. And the difference was, I stopped using the word recognise. Oh. I just changed it to. I've developed the skill of being able to tell when a cramp is going to happen and stopping it before it does. And it just stopped working. Wow, that's cool. It was really weird that that just that Recog- slight change in, in, in wording. Recognise is a funnier... I guess. Because you're... I don't know why that is, but it does it sound funnier. It sounds more sleuthy, maybe. It sounds yeah. more technical. It sounds... It's like because you're, you're making a bigger deal out of something that isn't. Yes. Maybe. I think that might be it. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I find that stuff fascinating. Yeah. It, I find I, the thing that always gets me is how just a tiny change of word will make all the difference. Yeah, that's that that's this is why I don't ever throw jokes away because this last Edinburgh show I did was pretty much a lot of old ideas when I wasn't very good at writing and that just didn't work but I knew there was a funny idea there and then I've just gone back to it mm. and literally a word or two words or move it around a little bit. It's like that Birmingham one that might work some one day I might just look at it and go oh no what's an idiot just change that to that mm. and suddenly it's funnier but that's yeah. oh that's great it's good that you record that stuff yeah well, I don't normally record but I do record you know gigs when I'm yeah when that, I'm in that in that you know writing process that's not what I was expecting because when you said you went to Edinburgh and it stopped working I assumed it was a topical a topic thing oh, that, no, no. that Edinburgh crowds just were like yeah. oh no whereas a club because so, sometimes you find yeah like like ruder stuff I find is flying in the clubs and then when I go to Edinburgh it's like oh that's no longer the best bit yeah yeah which, which I you know it's quite hard to I, I still do it but yeah. I just change the order a bit so I'm not relying on it yeah 
It's funny, and I, I remember one thing I get every year at the Edinburgh Fringe, literally every show I do, because every show I do, I always put in a bit in the show that's sort of, if, if not party political or current affairs, but it's, it's something, it's an issue that I have a personal, yeah. bug, is a bugbear or something I, something I want to talk about, something I want to get off my chest. And it'll mm. always be like the most challenging part of the show is trying to make a subject funny. Yes. So, uh, in, in, in like last last show was I had a whole thing about Trump and Pizzagate, and uh, and and this show was this thing about MRAs and and, uh, and and their hatred of 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 women on on screen and all that, and I always put just a bit in just just a bit mm. and almost to, to to just for my own benefit and all and kind of almost just to just to have a different flavor in the show as well as just the crowd pleasing mm. stuff just something a bit more cerebral, and every year without fail, a reviewer will say, you know, I really wish Ed would consider doing more of this kind of thing. Oh, really? You know, I really think he should do more. I think he's, he should. And I go, dude, I've considered it. Yeah. I've been doing this for 26 <laughs> years. I always put that much of that kind of thing in the show. Because you know. Because I know how much of that kind of thing I want in the show and how much my audience wants. Yeah. And, and I remember as well thinking this time, reading a review, and the guy said, but of course, as the show develops, and as he takes it on tour, no doubt this political stuff will expand. I'm like, no, mate, no, complete opposite. <laughs> complete opposite. If anything, the political stuff will get dropped depending on what town I'm in, what <laughs> night of the week it is. There should be a feature in reviews where you can put your reply. I think yeah. that would make it, people would read reviews more if that was the case. Yeah, I think that would be really good. I really must take issue with this. I'm glad you like the show, but I'm afraid you are mistaken in your assumptions about my writing procedures. Yeah, that's like yeah, because that you know that pacing wise, that if you have too much of that, you you you, you can sense that it's too much. Do you know what I mean? So hmm. uh, why? Is it too- but I also know what, what people, you know, who comes to see me and why. Yeah, and it, you know it is fairly crowd pleasing, and and it, mm. it, it, even the stuff I'm doing, I I know which what bits are going to work better. I know which bits are going to get round of applause and which bits are going to get big laughs, and you know. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I really do enjoy it when 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 the more political bit gets a big response. Mm. But I also can just feel it sometimes. Going, oh, I'm going to cut and run on this tonight because yeah, yeah. just know they're not going to give a shit. You can just sense it. Well, you've been going a long time now. I guess that's a sixth sense now, isn't it? Like, yeah, to, you know, that's a good thing because yeah. sometimes I, I've got some rude bits I do at the end, and I can tell an audience that isn't gonna yeah. isn't gonna buy into it. Yeah, I, I do a bit now where I, I lead into the ruder bits. By sort of telling the audience, some audiences uh, are a bit uh, <laughs> these days are a little bit sensitive, but not. Like, you're probably not like that. Like, is it that sort of yeah. thing? And then that bit flies better. But, yeah. but I find, do you find that these days that ed- edgy stuff? Like, have you got rid of any edgy stuff because it's a, a bit much? Would you not really do that sort of stuff? In not, um, not massively. I mean, I am very aware that I have. I still swear a, a, a fair old bit, but I'm probably not as inclined to go filthy as I was. Uh, but no, they'll 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 generally go with you on it. In mm. fact, some of the biggest laughs in this show are the the more filthy lines. Yeah, in fairness. But I guess they trust you because they're they're coming out to see you. They know mm. you. They've seen you on TV a lot. But I think I think I can't do anything like that in my stuff until I'm probably about. 16, 17 minutes in because they don't know I am. Yeah, because if you go straight off the bat and do something a little bit, they just don't, they can't, they don't know who I am. But hopefully they've sort of warmed to me by then and then. Yeah. Sort of. Well, I think that goes for any, any kind of comedy that you want to do is that you, once, you, once you've established yourself with an audience, you can then take them yeah, somewhere yeah. where you, you can't just come straight out the gate mm. and go, 
this is who I am and this is what we're doing. Oh, no, we weren't ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, but I, the other thing I'm very gratifying with this show is that three of the biggest laughs in the show are jokes that weren't even, I didn't even do at the Fringe. Ah, They've right. all arrived into the show yeah. while I've been on tour. They're That's all nice. jokes that have come. Do you like that, keep, keeping it fresh by adding bits? Yeah, and, I mean, really, I should have the discipline to, if I think of something funny now, at this stage, in the, I'm just banking it for the next show. Yeah, yeah. This show is funny enough now. But it's hard, though, because when you know it's a funny it. idea, you want to you say want to it, it to an audience. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm the same. I, I always add stuff when I'm in Edinburgh. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because it's just there. And what, I could die tomorrow, and then... No one's heard that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is that weird? I think like that. I don't think of it. That's a bit quite so morbidly. (laughs) I don't know if I do. That has crossed my mind before. But I really should. I should have the discipline of going. The show is funny. Any new jokes I think of now, keep them to the next show. Instead, anything goes in, even if it's the last day of the tour, and I'll put it in and go, "Fuck, where was that joke the whole time?" And then, and then the next tour, you start writing from scratch. Yeah. you had you came up with ten good jokes in the last year that you could have had now that you could have built you could have built your next tour around those ten jokes. Yeah, but you still could, I guess. Like it depends where where you last. Right, you, what you should do is you yeah, last. you start having to look through your dates and then go right. Yeah. I didn't tell it then. I hadn't written it till then, so I can still use that now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Are you hands-free? You don't have a normal mic now. Oh, yes, I... I have gone for the, uh, yes, the radio mic, the face mic on, I the, used on this it, tour. I used it once. Have you, do you know the noise next door? Yes, guys. Yeah, of course. I did their um, lock-in show where yeah. they, you sort of, you do a bit of stand-up and then they, um, they you could do a few improv games with them. And they put, gave me one of those and I bloody loved it. I well, really liked it. Again, when I was writing this show, there was a lot more physical comedy in it. There was a lot more stuff that I needed both hands to do. Ah, I, just, okay. I just started doing a few mimes and I found that having a mic in my hand was, um, uh, what's the word, constraining. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I opted for the radio mic. I do, uh, I do now and again. I did the different class tour. I had a, I had a radio mic. Um, I just felt more relaxed, I think. It's just quite nice. Just sort of, it's just weird to start yeah. with. Yeah. But, but then I thought, oh, I could do it. You feel Edinburgh. naked slightly, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah. Did you feel like you at first you're like, I don't know yes, what to do with my yes. hands? Because I like also, even though I never have it, I always I like having a stand to play with, mm. and particularly to sort of pick up and bang off the stage as a as a way to intensify a punchline, <laughs> you know, to show how angry I am about this trivial thing that I really don't give a shit about, you know, you that that, that being able to bang a a, a microphone stand and uh, just having a, having a having a mic in your hand also just there's something about it, it just it says stand up comic doesn't it yeah 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 it just it just you can tell by looking at a photograph of somebody even if you didn't know who they were you you can tell by that pose with mic in hand other hand on mic stand that's that's comedian yeah yeah, doing, yeah. somebody doing comedy that's what that is <laughs> whereas the the face mic just looks has a real TED Talk look about it, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. I guess, and you guess you can't really bring a mic stand on when you've got just the head mic. On. No, it looks really weird. People are very <laughs> distracted sure? when you do that. <laughs> that could be your gimmick. Yeah. That could be your thing, a new thing. <laughs> no, you don't look convinced. No, I don't think so. I think you know. I think not since Freddie Mercury has I'm really I'm having a, a microphone stand gimmick. <laughs> I'm having it. That's mine this year. Do it, my Edinburgh show. <laughs> yeah, I did think about like I thought, could I get one of those head ones for Edinburgh? I thought I'm going to look like a bit of a like I don't know I think as a an unknown comic I've never seen an unknown comic use one really not really I don't think I think it, I've only ever seen I think I've only ever seen it in DVDs and things really mm. like Cause I it's it was, usually it's, it's the physical comics isn't it that yeah. use them because I thought it was a weird choice when Ricky Gervais when he you know oh yeah I think he did it at a lectern as well, didn't he? When he first he, started, he did you know, a lectern. But he always always gone face mic. Yeah, which I I, I always thought was it because he's not a he's not physical. No, and I, I yeah. I've never seen him with a microphone. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him with a microphone. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Stuart Francis uses a head mic as well. I think but he's the only other one. But he, I, I quite like it with him because he's so relaxed in the way with his arms is quite. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's disarming. Yes. I think. So uh, cool. I suppose. Yeah. Um, any other? So is there any bit over the years that like that you've just clutched onto and gone back to year after year ever? Like that you just think one day that's gonna or oh, a joke? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But what it is nice is now and again I will do a joke that I used to do when I did open mic, okay. and I'm still doing it occasionally today. Oh wow! If I'm playing in a town. Where I'm, I'll be back again later in the tour, mm. like tonight, for instance, and last night is I will at the start of the encore. I'll say, uh, as I said to the woman I lost my virginity to, if you enjoyed me tonight, be sure and tell all your friends about me. <laughs> and that's a line I used to do seriously as an open micer. You know, after five, you know, I'd do, I'd do me five minutes spot, and that was that was me closer. And uh, I've started doing it again. Oh, that's and great! And I find it really gratifying that it still yeah. works. It yeah. gets a laugh, you know. Wow, it shows you always you always add it, mate. You always add it. <laughs> yeah, and there's a couple of there's a couple of Brilliant. jokes I find it very hard to let go of. Um, there's one that's not even mine. It's just an old sort of it's it, it's an it's an old you know sort of almost an end of the pier one, which was every time I introduce my support actor, I go, I'm going to bring on my support act now. He's a bit nervous, but he's got every right to be because he's shit. <laughs> which is just it's just a lovely little one, and I can't let go of it. And. Uh, and um, oh, and I've got when I talk about my kids, there's one I've been doing about like my son Cosmo. This is a third tour in a row where I say, so I've got a son called Cosmo. That's right, Cosmo, awesome name. No fuck you, you're a showbiz wanker. <laughs> and it's it's just a it, it's just a, such a short joke. Yeah, yeah. I and it's almost like a reflex every time I mention the kid's name. I have to. It's say, a nice scene, isn't joke. it? It's a nice scene. Yeah, and it's no one's gonna come away from a two-hour show. No. 
and go, oh, I, I heard one of those lines before. You know, yeah. half of people would like to hear some again. If I, do you know mm. what I mean? Some people do like hearing jokes again. Mm. Um, yeah, not enough to, to, to get away with it, though. <laughs> not, no, not a fool. Uh, I, had, I had one that I went back to. That was one I had on when I started. And I tried it again, but it doesn't work because I think the technology's changed. So it was, um, I was on my phone uh, on Facebook. I clicked on my photos and it came up saying, f- no, sorry. I clicked on my album and it came up. It said fetching photos. I thought, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Which, yeah, but, but I don't think that happens anymore. I think oh, back right. in those days, maybe it took longer to load. So, right, yeah. And also, I think it might have been a BlackBerry I was using then. Right. And like, I don't know if they exist anymore, do they? BlackBerrys? Do I, people still I think use the them? company does, but yeah, I think of sorts. But yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a... But it's such a lovely... The fetching, it's just like it was just a nice, really nice joke. I saw it on my old notepad. I thought oh, I really like that wordplay, but but I don't see. I was, I was thinking, is anything out? Any it other? It can be hard to let go of a joke that works, and it is funny sometimes when you watch comedians as they get older adapting a joke. Yeah, like there's yeah. one comic. I won't say his name, but he <laughs> used to do a routine about meeting your girlfriend's dad. Okay, and he still does the routine now, but about meeting his daughter's boyfriend, and he's just <laughs> he's just switched the rule the roles in the material. Oh, that's and great! Go, At what point do you go <laughs> right? I can't keep doing this. I need to change it. <laughs> do, you, do you see that? You probably see that it's on the circuit quite a lot because like, when yeah. when you when you're doing tours, you have to turn the stuff over so much, yeah. but you don't have to. No, on the circuit, you can just when keep you're... doing your greatest hits. So it, it, you know, and why why not? Mm. But it is interesting when you have to just make those. Yeah. Changes. <laughs> when you do things like corporates, do you go back to like an old yeah. sort of yeah. bulletproof? I, I, mainly, yeah, on, on corporates I, I am. And I find corporates very, I still find them very stressful. Um, I haven't done many. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I don't, I'm in a bad mood all day because <laughs> if I die, that's where it's going to happen. Yes. And I would say my strike rate at corporates is about one in 20. You know, about one in 20, I'll have a gig where it just, I'll come off stage feeling like, yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy that. I don't know. Okay, so that's quite a good. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's always that chance. But it's just, there's always that possibility that you're at the very least going to feel horrible while you're on stage. Yeah. And and, and there's always that thing of you just, you're you're slightly hampered. You're just slightly. Uh, you don't have the free reign you would at a club or at your own show. Mm. Like if somebody heckles, it's the worst. Yeah. Because you can't just unload on them <laughs> in the way that you can. Especially because you get heckled by somebody and half the audience probably know him and you're yeah, the only yeah, one yeah, who yeah. doesn't. So you can't yeah. use anything. I mean, and just, you, you ask him, so what do you do? And then he tells you something and everybody laughs because that's not what he really does and you're not in it. I just, I, I, I just feel constantly like I'm on the back foot when yeah. I'm doing them. Especially if you're having a tough one and then they heckle. That's, that's the when you can't yeah. do any Because if they're on your side, you might have a bit yeah. of a chance. But yeah. Having said that, I've done a lot of corporates where you come off stage, you go, God, what was I so worried about? You know, people yeah. are people. And everybody laughed. And it was great. And I've done a few where they've been like a comedy club. It's been awesome, you know. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's, 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 it's not all bad. The funniest one, I was just tweeting about this today. Some, every now and again, you'll get one where the organizer will give you a joke to do. And you, you always think, oh, <laughs> fuck off, mate. But I did, I did one for Coors. Okay. And, uh, you know, the beer company. And he said, no, can we, if you say this, say that you found this when you were in a shop today, honestly... Because of the thing we've been doing in training today, it'll really work. 
It's if a lot you, of trust. If you say so, and I had no <laughs> fucking faith in it, yeah. but I did it, and it absolutely killed. I oh, really it destroyed. And now is your head right? And I look like a comedy <laughs> guy, and I and I had to. I couldn't. I couldn't take the credit. I just couldn't. I said, "Well, guys, I'm glad you found that funny because he just told me to say that, and I haven't a fucking clue what that's about." <laughs> you know, but it's uh, it, it, normally when people give you something like that and you do it, yeah, then, yeah. Then, you know, they give oh, if you say this about this guy. It'll really work, and then it turns out the guy's not even in the fucking room, and right. and only and only and only two tables would have got us, you know. Oh Christ! I imagine that the worst, like the worst thing about corporates, if you die, is if you got to hand out prizes after. Yeah, I've never, I haven't had to do those before. Uh, oh well, I had, a, I actually had a story in, in the show, I think three tours ago, about dying at a corporate. I mean, only half the audience even spoke English as a first language. <laughs> oh, so no. That was, that was part of the uphill struggle. <laughs> And uh, uh, and I just went. This is, you know, I did five, ten minutes, eight. I think I did eight minutes. I yeah. said, this is just pointless. And I just went, <laughs> and I was happy to just. And then the guy went, "Okay, well, fair enough, but uh, you've got to do the charity auctions." <laughs> no, no. Ah, cool. Well, you've got a show to do, so I guess we should wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I feel bad that we've it, we've finished on me telling a story about me dying. I feel like well, I can, not we can edit it, so that's, that's first. Well, well, open with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any others that you can think of off the top of your head? That, like bits and pieces? <laughs> Have I got what? Any other jokes or anything that you thought that you had trouble with or just off the top of your head or we can just... Well, you know, there was another one, I, I, and I've talked about this one before. Um, there was a joke that I thought was funny. It was to do with the sugar babes. And it was to do with that whole thing of, you know, Theseus's ship or Trigger's broom, you know, that thing of when you replace... Theseus's ship is a legend. Okay. Of, if, if you replace... He replaced all the wood in his ship. Oh, right. So is it still the same ship? Oh, so it's like the old... Um, and Trigger's broom is another yeah. from Only Fools and Horses. It's oh. had three different handles and two different heads. So it's a heads. ship, well, an old... It's an old... Theseus's ship is literally, yeah. It's, it's like... It's Greek oh, so that's where the joke came mythology. from? Yeah. That's oh, where the analogy yeah, yeah. comes from. The, the concept of whether or not an inanimate object has a spirit. Okay. And, and at what point is it still the same thing? And I was applying it to the sugar babes. And I, you know. <laughs> um, but then, I, but then, the, the, and then I did the joke. I was like, because if you've, if you've got a sweeping brush and you change the head of it and then, and then, and then you change the handle because it's gotten rotten and then, and then the head falls off and you change the head again, then you'll probably wish you saved the money you earned while you were still a member of the Sugar Babes. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought it was a really good joke. Never worked. It never worked. And it didn't seem to matter how I did it. Do you think they didn't make the jump to the... I, well, because I, just... I would either explain it first. I would either... Like, I'd mention Theseus' ship and the Sugar Babes. So oh, we yeah, always established like, that as just a Just like you did then. Yeah. And then do the thing. And, then, and I've, oh. other, I've, I've had other people say, oh, you know, people, because people have heard it. Cause it cause that <laughs> I thing, that's the thing about the sweeping brush. People already know that joke because it only feels in horses. And they go, no, it relies on people already knowing the joke. Yeah, it's not yeah, that people have heard the joke. Everyone has to know that joke <sighs> in order to so, get so, my joke. So, so do you think they're thinking too much about that and not focusing on the actual joke? Or maybe people don't know that joke and think I'm going to give more of it. I don't, I really don't. I always thought, my point is that I always thought it was a funny joke. And I think I, it's really funny. It's yeah. one of those jokes that... I have discussed because I, I went on a tour with Matt Hardy and Nick Doody as okay. a warm-up tour before going on proper tour, yeah. which was a writing exercise. So the ah, three cool. of us got under the hood of that joke right. for weeks and tried to make it work. And ju- it became a running joke on the tour that this joke didn't fucking work. So what other versions did you try or theories? 
Um, I tried not mentioning the Sugar Babes at all until the punchline. I tried uh, explaining Trigger's Broom first. I tried not mentioning Trigger's Broom. Yeah. You know, I just, every, every, you know, to the point where I went, fuck it, I'm just not, I just can't be bothered. Isn't that so weird? Because that is funny. That it is. It's a funny, no doubt that's a funny idea. And would it get sort of a bit or just, just next to nothing? No, nothing. Fucking hell. Pretty sure... Nothing, and those and two, maybe those... maybe it's one of the things where I lost so much confidence in it by the end yeah, that yeah. I was saying the punchline wrong, or something. I was just saying the punchline, and I, yeah, probably you you should save your money anyway. when you sugar babes. You know, it could have been that. It could have been just the audience could sense it, that I didn't think it was going to work. Who knows? I but I, know. I, I, it's be- yeah, it's just become the joke that never was. Wow, but I think that's a perfect one to end on. That's great. That's a really good. Yeah, I love that joke, but. Interesting. You'll be doing it in 10 years and you're just... I think Sugar Bay's a bit distant memory by then, wouldn't they? Oh, well, they're back now. So oh, are they? Yeah. I think you can't bring anyway, it back. It makes it current now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but no, because then it won't work anymore because now they're back. They're, they are earning it's, money, it is so the they don't need to oh, keep rebuilding re- yeah. their brooms. And then you have to say, you know, but, but the second one's the... <laughs> Ed Byrne! Yes! Yes, there's Ed Byrne. I hope you enjoyed it. I bloody enjoyed it. Um, brilliant. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like the podcast, please go over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Um, that's very helpful. And if you like the podcast, please share it on social media. That goes a long way. It'd be really useful. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in. Uh, if you want to see a live episode of this with Gareth Richards, 5th of December, Bill Murray Pub. Tickets available at marksimmons.co.uk and at the Bill Murray Pub Angel Comedy website. Not sure what that one is, but it's easy to find. Just Google it. That's what it's for. Um, Cool. Wicked. I think that's it. I I mean, I miss Joel this week. I don't know if you guys miss Joel. Uh, Tweet in if you miss Joel. Um, And he'll be back next week, I'm sure. Uh, and all's left to say is thanks so much for tuning in and uh, hashtag Awooga. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.